I will not take this slander. I will not. (laughs) It will not stand. new tone yesterday. Gloomy is my new tone, thanks to Grammarly. That Maybe algorithm. it's the new hair color. Gloomy. It's all going to be fine. You don't believe that at all. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Greetings and welcome to another potentially useful episode of the TCAP Sloop Podcast. My name is Larry Burden and joining me on this harrowing adventure to the Tower of Babel is the roguish EdTech Cavalier, Danielle Brostrom, and the land's most clever archivist, Steffi Light. Before commencing this fateful quest, we should seek guidance from this week's TCAP's Loop Moment of Zen. Story, as it turns out, was crucial to our evolution. More so than opposable thumbs. Opposable thumbs let us hang on. Story told us what to hang on to. Lisa Kron. All right, so we get Steffi back. Yay! I'm very, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for this pod because I know that there's going to be recommendations at some point in time in this podcast. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. But before we do, it seemed like it's kind of a state of the library address. Correct. So I'm turning it over to you. I feel like I'm like the like the speaker, or the press secretary, <laughs> and I'm like You're the Golden Globes guy. And I'd like to present Steffi Light. <laughs> woo woo. The Golden yes. Globes guy. Ooh, that really... <laughs> I didn't I think, watch. I think we get better ratings than the Golden Globes. <laughs> oh, I, was there controversy? I didn't watch. It, it, well, at least there's less drinking. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, thanks. I'm excited to be on the pod. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do think it's a little bit of a rundown of some things that I'm thinking about for 2024. And... Just wanted to chat about some things coming up in the library world. And I have to say, I did not know what your moment of Zen was going to be, but I've been with my teenagers watching the Percy Jackson adaptation, the Disney version, and they're on their quest. And so your quest was very all in my mind. So thank you for that. That was lovely. Hit the mark. You did hit the mark, as always. So I can just start rambling. Okay. That's, Ramble away. Okay. Ramble, I'm, 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 rambling like is said, my thing. We, we usually have a few of these by this time of the year. And the fact that we haven't had any, I'm kind of curious what has changed, what's new in your world. The word of 2024 for me is advocacy because I really think our library department, as a department, people aren't totally aware of all the things going on in our libraries. And we're looking kind of from a department standpoint of where we want to be headed. And so we're looking at some staffing and funding goals for 2024. Uh, We have four certified school librarians in the district. We all have different titles, but we have the same credentials. And we have library media paraprofessionals. And we are um, looking at ways that we can extend having our elementary libraries open for the full school day. And we'd like to add some certified library staffing in our secondary schools to get some equity between the staffing hours that exist there. I know I've talked about this on the pod before, but one of my big focuses is our collections. And so those are the resources in our libraries and having consistent collections across the district and having our kids have access to those collections, those collections being inclusive, those collections being mirrors and windows for our readers and being the information they need to uh, find the things they're curious about and spark that love of reading and our lifelong learners. 
you know, that's sort of the foundation of that lifelong learning. So advocacy-wise, I think there's education that we can do in within our district about what's happening and what could happen in our libraries with some additional time and, and focus. And then, you know, outside of TCAPs, there are some school library-specific bills that are going to be introduced that could really help uh, with the staffing that we're talking about and um, some funding on the state level because we're 47th in the country in terms of our ratio of students to certified school librarians. And so, and Michigan is also 46 in our literacy. So we'd like to uh, see those I'm numbers I'm sure there's change. no correlation between those two numbers at all. <laughs> I'm excited about what's on the horizon. You know, obviously it's an election year, so there'll be a lot of things that will be, um, well, a lot of things will come in front of the state legislature, but there's some really good momentum. That's exciting. So maybe hopefully in the spring we can have a pod where we're like, these bills have been introduced and here's some of the specifics and here's how they could impact TCAPs. So these are good things. Why do we do what we do in the library? What are some of the things that you do? And what are the, some of the reasons why you do them? Breaking down on a couple levels, like we would love to be, I think the whole information literacy curriculum could flow through the library programs if we could have certified people in there so we could do that. Media literacy, okay, evaluating okay. sources, making sure that um, we are aware of the messages that are given through media and like the systems that create those messages and whose stories are being told and whose stories aren't being told and what sources are valid and what situations and why teachers are pulling in the sources that they're pulling and making all that learning visible to our students. And this is not just print media, obviously. I mean, so much information is coming from non-print sources. So when we talk about literacy, to me, it's I mean, think about the ways we get information and the way we get stories and the way we get news. And our kids need to be literate in sorting through what's valid, where they can get information they can trust, all of those areas. And so I would like to see the libraries be able to like even ramp up the amount of information that we can share with students as well as PD for staff on all of those topics because this isn't a need just for our kids. It's a need for all of us and it's always changing. So it's not a one and done and you do this lesson. It's kind of a way of thinking or a process. It's always process-oriented around evaluating the, the information we get, but also the backstory. Like, why are these stories in the media told? Or why are these sources being referenced? Or who's creating the information? Who's gatekeeping the information? All those things. I mean, there's a lot of that happening in our secondary libraries. We'd like to expand those offerings in our elementary libraries. And I would love to have just an awareness of how our, all of our staff can access the information that we have. So how can they search our catalogs? How can, can they find information in our overdrive collection? So Sora, we have eBooks and audiobooks specific for elementary. So that's kind of new for elementary. We've not made purchases in the past because our kids didn't have devices. So now we have pretty large, it's about 1,200 items in the electronic library for our elementary kids. And they can also then, through Sora, access the public library. They're also getting curated or filtered information. So they are getting the same materials at the level that would be appropriate for like the elementary library versus they're not going to be able to pull in all the adult collection, even a Tattles collection. A lot of these people might have 
their library card or access to the public library, but to have it pre-curated for your younger learners is a service that would be very helpful to our, our parents for sure and, and our teachers as well. So, and I, I, I wonder, how are you doing as far as getting that knowledge out there to our to our staff and our, our parents? Do you feel like you're getting good traction that I, it's not just in the brick and mortar of the library, that the library extends outside of that? I have gotten a lot of feedback that our elementary students and teachers are using the Sora collection quite heavily. I got some crazy number from Overdrive the other day that our use is up like 980% or something from last year, which is great. But I think there's no shortage of I want more people to know what we have and be aware of what's out there. I also want people to know the resource that we have with teaching books because it's a wealth of information and our teachers can pull ready-made activities and lessons that celebrate books. There's so much there. So I want teachers to just don't forget about teaching books and don't forget about the library. Just keep us in mind because we we can solve a lot of information questions of all sorts. We can help find resources for your students. We can connect with all the things. A couple of things that are coming up uh, at Library Worldwide's Battle of the Books for a lot of our fourth and fifth graders. Um, we can't talk about the list quite yet, but we'll be able to do that in a future episode. And then, you know, the Caldecott and Newberry, the Youth Media Awards. So the announcements are coming out on the 22nd. And this is where the book recommendation part happens, Larry. So now I'm going to sit back and just, just roll. Just roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, you know, I thought about it today because I remember you guys would make fun of me when I would bring the book and like show you the pictures and then you'd be like, well, it's a podcast, blah, 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 blah. So, But we like to look at the we pictures. Love the books. I'm slightly <laughs> disappointed that there's not a stack of books. There's not a right stack now. of books, but maybe yeah, in the show notes. What have I done? Maybe. I feel it's very gloomy. <laughs> it is. They'll be in Sora so we can share where people can find them. But so there are three books I'm excited about for the Caldecott and... The first one is called Tom Foolery, and it is, I mean, it's about the person, Caldecott, who the medal's named after, but I just think that it's a riot that a book about the Caldecott is coming up for the Caldecott, but it's going to be interesting to see because the book includes a lot of art from other illustrators, and so it'll be interesting to see how the committee reacts to the way that the art is done in there. I think it's interesting for kids to learn about the actual people behind the name, right? He wasn't the best illustrator of his time. Like, he, like it's just a good story of, like, keep trying and put in the work, and maybe you didn't go to the best schools for X, Y, or Z, or maybe you don't have the best grades, but, like, Look what can happen. So I'm a sucker for the story about people. Like that's always going to be the thing that draws me in. So who doesn't like an underdog story? That sounds like an underdog story. <laughs> it does. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with Tom Foolery. There's another picture book called Big, which is a beautiful story about a little girl who is a dancer and she doesn't fit the traditional mold in terms of um, her body structure for being a dancer. And I think this is the one art-wise that could, um, it pushes the boundaries just in the the way the, the illustrations are framed on the page, the way that the character is feeling the information that is coming at her and the the criticism and the kind of the hard things that people say to her because of her appearance, the illustrations make you feel what she's feeling. And again, a beautiful story at the end because she feels empowered by 
all of her abilities and she ends up being able to kind of overcome the naysayers, shall we say. I'm hopeful for that one. And then there's a book, Kwame Alexander, who has won a number of awards, but um, he has a book called An American Story. And it's really telling the story of some of the harder history in our past, but at a level for, for littles to understand. And the art in it is multi like multimedia, multimedia, mixed media. mixed media, lots and lots of clay sculpture. And I heard a, I heard something that it took six years to make the book, like the number of types of art that are in the story. So again, because the Caldecott is the the most exemplary book that merges the story being told through the art as well as the text. So it's focused on the art. So I think this one has probably one of the best chances for an award. This is one I can't wait to get my hands on and get it into the library. So this is one to watch for sure. And I mean, Kwame Alexander, like his history of what's for the, the track record's good. <laughs> yep, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> what's the trust me right to oh, yeah, read? Yeah, we've got a couple. So yeah. I was t- sort of thinking about like my to read or my to view list. You know, there's like so many books and movies and don't you have those? Like, you can't wait to get to this and this and this and this. And so there are two documentaries that are, I'm really excited to be able to see myself. I've only seen Trust Me, which is a documentary that we have access to in TCAPs that we'll be sharing out around Information Literacy Week. But again, following information literacy and like that source evaluation and who can you trust in media messaging and all of those elements. I think it's a really exciting opportunity for our staff and it's a great way to kind of boil down some of that information. And then there's a documentary called Right to Read and there's access available for Black History Month. And I think it centers, I haven't seen it, I think it centers on some of the lawsuit that took place in Detroit where the dis- the school district was sued because of the civil rights of students were being violated because they weren't getting the skills necessary to be literate. But it's just about like the state of literacy instruction and not specific to schools, but looking at the need for um, kind of a refocus on literacy across our population. I haven't seen it, but that is one I'm excited for because it's coming up. Or I'm curious your thoughts, because I'm I'm sure you have some strong opinion on what we have and have not done well in regards to promoting literacy. Let's go big. Wow. Yeah, here we go. Well, so... I like to to not prep the people on the pod and then ask it the gigantic question. That's what I do. Well, as a society, you know, the reading... So the reading wars, right? Like how we teach reading has been a big topic recently, especially, you know, the science of reading, the balanced literacy. I've learned a great deal, especially through the Soul to Story podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it broke down sort of the history of why one kind of curriculum focus, not, I'm not saying curriculum specific to TCAPs, I'm saying bigger than that, like why we went down one path in terms of instruction and why maybe the science science of reading path has now more recently become a focus. But I think that there has, I think the, the science of reading has rightfully taken a, a place in terms of focus on how we get, how we do teach kids to read. 
But that's the process piece. And then the why piece is that love of reading. And so I think in terms of, I, I think a focus on our, our... How we got to where we're at currently in... Right. I think focusing on celebrating reading and a reading culture and focusing on stories, right? Because as you said in the beginning, we're it's all about the stories and the people. So... Our last podcast, we talked a lot about empathy and relevance. And to have our readers having that relevancy is important. But I don't know where it lies in that battle because I'm not familiar with the two sides as, as much as I should be. I think this could be multiple podcasts. I'm going to give you a tight 15 seconds on each. Go! I can't give this. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm joking. I can't. I'm just... <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> okay, 30. The timer goes now. Well, so... When you're She's never coming back on the podcast. You're asking the like you're asking the difference between those two camps, basically. Yeah, yeah. There are highly qualified people in our district who could break down those two for you. But you're talking to the least qualified person to do an EdTech podcast, right? That's here. not true. So, so that's not true. Is it even fair to create that level of a binary where it's just this or that? No, I mean, there's been, no, there's no, like, there's and, always and I'm not been combinations. That you did. I'm just, you know, I think sometimes we we fall into that trap of saying there's this and there's that and that's all there is without any kind of a, a blend or merge. And again, what we were talking about in the last episode, what's right for one learner might not be right for another. And if we're just trying to hit the largest swath and saying that's what we do, we're going to be missing right. individuals on the side where we sh maybe should be looking at a little bit of both. Teachers are blending what kids need. So they've they've always been pulling information from different sources to get kids what they need. But those curriculum wars are about those big programs and who's who's following those and then would put in another plug for the Sold Story podcast. It's a it's a pretty it's, interesting thing. Yeah. Letters training is it's a focus on the from the state on and it's science of reading training. So I'm in there because I'm looking at ways we can bring science of reading into our read alouds and our library program. But I think this is a good a future podcast awaits on this topic. There's a lot there. Heritage months. Yeah. So when you look at the school year, we have Black History Month is coming up in February. Um, in the fall. Native American History Month, Hispanic American History, Women's History. There's a great, and we'll link it in the show notes, but just for teachers across the district to be aware of different opportunities on sort of a bigger scale where we can highlight different communities and cultures and make sure that we're just trying to bring in all, all voices in what we're celebrating in the classrooms and sharing with our students that there's lots of stories to be told and let's make sure we're pulling them all in. It's beautiful. Steffi, I want you to come on more regularly because I think you have so many things to share. You have so many things that are happening in the library world that we need to know about. It's been um, a very, very valuable podcast. Anything else for the good of the order? Do we have a tech tool of the week? Tech Tool of the Week, just a reminder to go to wiredtc.net. Registration is still up for the Wired TC and AIEDU Winter Wired Learning Series. That starts in February. So two February sessions and two March sessions. You can sign up for all. You can sign up for some. Um, it is free to you. And um, sign up no matter where you live in the state. We'd love to have you. That was a mouthful. Congratulations to Thanks. you. You got that out. Thanks. Impressive. You're professional. 
Sometimes. Yeah. I signed up. Can't wait. Hey, Steffi, where can they find you on the socials? Are you on the socials? Are you anywhere? You can write a letter and <laughs> put it in school mail <laughs> and have somebody hand deliver it. That would be great. She's on the U of M message boards is what she's on. <laughs> she's on no, the actually, message boards. there is still a TCAPS Facebook library page. Awesome. Danielle? At Brostrom DA on LinkedIn and Instagram. Excellent. I don't know if you knew this, but you should rate review and subscribe to the podcast possibly giving it five stars at least we'd appreciate that um you can also find the tcap soup podcast on apple Podcasts, google podcast spotify pocket cast podbean cast box overcast bullhorn or wherever else you get your ear candy thanks for listening and inspiring bullhorn i was wondering if you were gonna do bullhorn what does bullhorn tell me more we nobody knows (laughs) 